Chapter 1 Our birth is nothing but our death begun. A fetus doesn't sit passively in its mother's womb and wait to be fed. Its placenta aggressively sprouts blood vessels that invade its mother's tissues to extract nutrients. A mother and her unborn child engage in an unconscious struggle over the nutrients she will provide it. Pregnancy is, as the evolutionary biologist David Haig says, a tug of war. Each side pulls hard. The flag tied to the middle of the rope barely moves. Existence is warfare. Human beings have existed for 250,000 years. During that time, 90 billion individuals have lived and died. You're one of 6.5 billion people now on the planet, and 99.9% of your genes are the same as everyone else's. The difference is in the remaining 0.1%, one nucleotide base in every 1,000. You're born with 350 bones, long, short, flat, and irregular. As you grow, the bones fuse together. An adult's body has 206 bones. Approximately 70% of your body weight is water, which is about the same percentage of the Earth's surface that is water. A newborn baby, whose average heart rate is 120 beats per minute, makes the transition from a comfortable, fluid-filled environment to a cold, air-filled one by creating a suction fifty times stronger than the average adult breath. I was a breech birth, the danger of which is that the head, in this case my head, comes out last, which dramatically increases the possibility that the umbilical cord will get wrapped around the neck, in this case my neck. I entered the world feet first, then remained in the hospital an extra week to get a little R&R in a warm incubator that my father guarded like a goalie whenever anyone came within striking distance. If I lay still for more than a few minutes, my father reportedly pounded on the glass dome. I wasn't dead, Dad. I was only sleeping. All my life I've pretended to seek a cold, air-filled environment. Danger. But really what I'm drawn to is that comfortable, fluid-filled environment. Safety. I remember once being complimented by my mother for not entering a playground when the gate was locked, and my father being disgusted that I hadn't climbed the fence. As a wide receiver, I would run intricate patterns, then stand all alone in the middle of the field, waving my hands, calling for the ball. I never dropped a pass, but when I was hit hard, I would typically tighten up and fumble. I was the best softball player in the neighborhood, but as we grew older, we began to play overhand, fast-pitch hardball, and I started flinching. Trying to beat out a ground ball, I would always slow down so that the throw to first base would arrive ahead of me, and I'd avoid getting hit in the head with a wild toss. Batting, I was afraid of getting hit with the pitch. Fielding, I dreaded bad hops off the rocky infield. I could run 100 yards in 10.8 seconds, but I had very long legs, and the track coach insisted that I run high hurdles. 
I stutter-stepped before each hurdle to make sure I cleared it and came in last. Having never learned to dive, I jumped in the pool feet first. The swimming instructor dragged me to the edge of the diving board, positioned my arms and legs, held me in the air for a second, then dropped me into the pool. At the last instant I turned my face, and water broke my fall like a bed of electric needles. What was I scared of? Why have I always been so afraid of getting hurt? In the Bhagavad Gita, the human body is defined as a wound with nine openings. A newborn baby is, objectively, no beauty. The fat pads that will fill out the cheeks are missing. The jaws are unsupported by teeth. Hair, if there is any, is often so fine as to make the baby, especially Caucasian babies, appear bald.